Welcome to the Honor Roll Insurance Podcast. This is a podcast of the Toscano Agency, which, by the way, was founded on Bill Toscano's front porch over 52 years ago. It got chilly, too. It's because his wife would not let him use the dining room. We're still family-owned, operated, and friendly here at the Toscano Agency. We have a motorcycle webinar coming up on Wednesday, May the 11th at 10 o'clock. Make sure you check it out. We're very passionate about motorcycles here at the Toscano Agency, and we'd love for you to join us. On today's episode, we're talking with Personal Alliance Manager Nadine Rosensteel, and she's going to talk to us about the importance of personal umbrella insurance. Without further ado, here's today's episode. Welcome. Today, we have special guests from the Toscano Agency. We have Personal Alliance Manager Nadine Rosensteel with us. Through years of experience in this crazy insurance industry and definitely some excellent relationship building, Nadine has developed such a great expertise in this industry, and I'm really excited to hear what she has to share. Welcome, Nadine. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Nicole. Really appreciate it. Of course. Of course. So you are like a piece of this agency. You have so much to share, so many great stories. I can't wait to hear. So just start from the beginning. How did you wind yeah, up here? I'm, I'm one of the why older, are you here? I'm one of the old ladies. So I started. Oh, you are not. <laughs> I started in 1989. Well, it's kind of funny when people, you know, I'm 52 and I don't understand why people always mark, you know, say they're younger than what they are because I tell everybody here, I'm like 67. Cause I'm like, I look really good for 67. Like why do people like down their size? You want to up your size. So you look really, or not your size or age. So, so, funny. um, so anywho, yeah, I started in 1989, been here for 33 years. Uh, Rob always teases that, you know, I walked in my came in after high school in my Catholic school uniform, but that is not true. I was out of school for a year. And, um, Honestly, I, I knew nothing about insurance and I started in the file room from the file room. I maybe was on the phones for a day because like at that time, <laughs> you're only allowed to let it ring once. And wow, you know, I cut a lot of people off and thank goodness, you know, Mr. Toscano believed in me, saw potential and he moved me to another department and um, I then started in policy issues. So we would type every policy on a, um, well, some of the things we had to type on a typewriter, believe it or not. And, you know, we did have a system sophisticated enough that we, it would, a printer would be like linked up to our computers. But I remember back then it was, you know, carbon copy, especially when we're doing notices of cancellation, you know, Mr. Tuscan, we couldn't make a mistake because he's like, those cancellations are 13 cents a piece and you can't make a mistake. So it would be like, it would take us forever to type one because we'd do one letter at a time because we were so afraid to make a mistake. So 13 cents. Yeah. So <laughs> then about um, 16, 17 years ago, an opportunity came up in the personal lines department and for a manager. And I advanced into that and I absolutely love personal lines. Um, it's something I feel that I, I can relate to a little bit more. Uh, you know, the agents, the agents are just so wonderful that we deal with. And, you know, for the most part, it's, it's not stressful. We're helping the agents. So it feels good to help 
you know, when they call and they, they need a solution. So it's, 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 it feels good. It feels really good. Good. So you definitely have been in several different roles. You've watched the company grow and change. And, you know, I think that you, you Nadine are part of the culture here at Toscano. Like tell us a little bit about what you do for the charity committee here. Cause I think that's a really important part of your role. So I thank you. I really appreciate it. I um, and two, it, it because I was I was a baby. I was 19 years old, you know. So I did grow up here. And um, the charity committee we founded that a couple years ago. Oh my, maybe over 10 years ago. And um, we found a need for local families at the time that just didn't qualify for the system. Like you know, for instance local, you know, networking, local, local charities, you know, like big brothers, big sisters, or the cancer society, or, you know, uh, children's hospital has a fair, uh, a free care fund, but, you know, they either made too much or their, their situations just weren't, um, funding wasn't available for them. So it, um, somebody local knew of somebody that a family came on some hard times. The person was sick and that the wife had to lose, they quit their job to get somebody else to the hospital and all that good stuff. And they had to go down to Pittsburgh, which we all know any big city that the parking is just tremendous. And then the traveling and we're like, wait a minute, why don't we raise some funds for this person since no funding is available. And then it just took off from there. So we try to find ways that we do fundraising without you thinking that you're actually fundraising um mm-hmm. potluck lunches uh we have snacks here in the office to sell um we have baking championships uh you know that type of thing we just had a at christmas time um decorating contest things like that so we try to make it fun cuz you know, everybody's selling something, you know, especially now this time of year school, everybody, kids have dance, kids have football and everybody's selling a ticket and, you know, but so we try to do things that you doesn't seem like you're, uh, you know, giving money, and, but, but you're, we are raising funds. So I don't have an amount. I can't remember how much we raised, but we were able last year to, I think it was something like 10 or 20 families we helped. We did have a local school, Presley Ridge School that um, the kids are have behavioral problems for one reason or another, so they're at a separate school, and there it's just tugged at my heartstrings because especially for kids, they're in situations that aren't caused by them a lot of times, and it kind of stinks, you know. So Christmas time, we do try to um, let make sure they have a Christmas and we provide gifts for them that Santa Claus still does exist and the kids from kindergarten through 12th grade. And it really opened our eyes because we asked for sizes and a wish list. And these kids were not asking for Xboxes or PlayStations. You know, the one child was asking for tools. The one child asked for, you know, a clean, warm coat, you know, so it's just so heartbreaking that, you know, these kids can't even be kids. So we, you know, made sure that whatever they asked for, they received. But we also made sure that Santa Claus also brought a kid appropriate gift. So it was kind of, it's really cool. It's very cool. 
Yeah, I love the work that uh, the Toscano Charity Committee does. And it's great because we can see directly, you know, families in the community that it's helping or even our own folks here at Toscano when they have an issue, you know. Yeah, Um, that was important to me too, that I wanted to make sure that we did take care of our employees because nobody wants to ask for help. No. You know, we're all, we're all in the same boat. You know, we're all, we're all working people, hardworking people. And the last thing you want to do is ask for help. And, you know, but unfortunately bad things happen to good people sometimes and they need help, but they're not willing to ask. So we always try to make sure that we take care of, you know, whether have a special luncheon for somebody that's going through, you know, some hard times or um, medical bills, things like that uh, to try to raise some funds. So. Yeah, it's cool. It's very, very cool. Good stuff. I love it. And you you guys make it fun. You really do. Everybody wants to participate in whatever the charity committee is doing because yeah. it's fun. It's good yeah, times. So it yeah, fun. it's definitely good stuff. But, and this kind of really, you know, is a great segue. So what is it that you're truly passionate about? I know you're very passionate about helping with the charity committee, but what what's your passion? Yeah. Um, personally or work? Oh, both. Yeah. So personally right now it's, my kid, I have a 16-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old son. And right now I'm that sports mom. <laughs> so I'm the crazy <laughs> nutso sports mom. But the way I look at it is, you know what, we only have them for 18 summers. And mm. you know, it does go past so so fast. And if I have to, and that is one awesome thing about Toscanos is family does come first. And they completely understand. So there are times that, especially now with football and Western PA for all of you out this way, and I'm sure your way, Nicole, is the same way. It like rains every other day. So my son's in high school uh, baseball. So today it looks like the sun is shining and he's supposed to have a baseball game and I have it on the calendar to leave and, you know, but it, it, it might get canceled. It might not. So they're like, go, you know, that's important. You know, um, I'm able to leave work and to, to go see my son's game, my daughter's track meet. So that is right now my passion, driving them around. For, I know it doesn't sound like I'm passionate because I <laughs> complain about it a lot, but I have to just completely, you know, it's 18 summers, it's 18 summers and I'm not going to have this anymore. So, um, so that is just why I just, promote Toscanas all the time because it's unbelievable that they understand that you have, um, you know, the carpool might not be able to pick them up or they understand they get sick at school. So it's pretty awesome. It, it, it's pretty awesome when it comes to kids. So, but yeah, so I'm sorry if you ever played Greensburg Salem for any sport and you hear a mom yelling, it's me. <laughs> I love it. I get it. No, I'm the crazy dance mom. I understand. Yeah. Both my kids play three sports. And so we're on a lot, large variety of sports. So you'll hear my mouth. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I love it though. And that is a great thing about, um, the Toscano family and the way that they treat their employees definitely is family first. It is. It, It really is. You know, maybe an old school thought we're not corporate, but you know, we're just a group of people that work hard, but play harder. So I like right. to say Absolutely. that all the time. <laughs> For Absolutely. sure. So what about a uh, professional passion? So Tell me a little bit. Professional, it's definitely personal umbrellas. I feel that every single homeowner should have a personal umbrella. Uh, I feel that the retail agents, um, 
that is something that you, uh, automatically that you should should sell to your insureds. How I became so passionate about it was several years ago, USLI came when we were allowed to have on-site people way, way back when it seems like, and they had offered a CE. And one of their examples were my husband's involved in a lot of volunteer firemen, search and rescue um, at the time. He was on the dive team. Um, so he's involved in a lot of volunteer opportunities. And they're like, you know, we know Pennsylvania has a good Samaritan law, but hey, you know, do you have the money to go to court to defend him? And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, well, you know, if something happens while he's volunteering and he needs to defend himself, you need to go to court. And I'm like, holy crap. Like, I can't, you know, we were just married at the time and just bought a house. And I'm like, I don't have a lawyer. I don't even have like, like, a, you know, like, I don't even have an accountant or a tax person or anything, <laughs> like, like, you know, like, and that's what really, you know, started. And here by coincidence, like, the next month he was in a fire here in Greensburg and it's, it's a small little city. And it, there was like, I don't want to call them row homes, but regular standard homes, but very close together. So there was an actual fire. They got um, deployed to the back of the house and he knocked in the kitchen door and people were sitting there eating and he got the wrong house. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. oh no. <laughs> it's like, could you even imagine, you know? <laughs> so I don't like, oh, great. X, you know, but you don't know what would have happened from that. Maybe that mm-hmm. dude would have had a heart attack or, you know, so. And then, so that's something I preach because it's so inexpensive for the amount of insurance that you get in, in the peace of mind. Because we don't know what our kids are going to do. We don't know what our husbands are going to do. We don't know what we're going to do sometimes. And then recently here in Westmoreland County, in Western PA, was one of the largest settlements on a homeowner's for $19 million. What? So what had happened were a bunch of men. They were 21 to 22 years of age. They were not children. They were out drinking. They came, they were not fully intoxicated, but they were out drinking. They came back to the house and they were swimming in the um, parents' swimming, in ground swimming pool. Okay. There was a raft that was meant to pull behind a boat. Okay. And so it was a large raft mm-hmm. and it was secured underneath a deck away from the swimming pool. Okay. A person got that um, raft, put it in the pool, and then he jumped from either the diving board or I believe the um, a slide, and okay. then he projectiled into the shallow end, causing him to be paralyzed. Oh, my Lord. And it's a horrible situation. It's a horrible accident. But the court ruled in favor of this gentleman for $19 million because they, they, not because the parents weren't home and not because the people weren't, you know, were drinking because they didn't have a sign that said no diving, no horseplay. They actually said horseplay, no horseplay. And they felt that the 
raft, the, the boat raft was an attractive nuisance that it wasn't a way for, again, these are 21 and 22 year old boys, men. They're, you're not a seven year old or an eight year old. It's an attractive nuisance and it wasn't secured enough. And, you know, so yeah. Wow. $19 million. So then, of course, I immediately tell everybody who I know and I'm on Facebook, you know, listen, for $215 a year. An umbrella. It's worth it to you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so my every, gosh. And, I, and, you know, I can honestly tell you that I don't think we've ever seen, we don't see the many claims because they are big. And they go straight to the companies. And a lot of times we don't hear about them, but you know, the ones that we do see, they are accidents. That's a horrible accident that happened. And total, it's a, it's a horrible situation, but it was an accident. It was not the homeowner's fault. And like everyone that we have seen, that's what they are, are accidents. And unfortunately the people are going to lose absolutely everything. Definitely so for, the, for the low amount of money and how easy it is to do. It's so such a quick, we have a Raider online and comparative later Raider when you're on our website, it's in the secured area in the toolbox area, you can put in your information and you get a quote back in, you know, with three of our companies, you were direct bill. So you can't ask for anything as simple, it's more simple. Right. That is definitely a product to be passionate about. And I know that your team does a lot. You want to share some other areas that are, that are good areas for the personal alliance team here. Yes. The personal umbrella is, is, you know, is one of our number one classes. Another one it's up and growing this last couple months. I was, I'm shocked myself is manufactured homes. We are increasing our manufactured homes. Um, I, you know, the housing market is crazy, but especially affordable housing. You know, manufactured homes are not what they used to be. You know, we're thinking of those dinky little single wide, you know, aluminum's homes. We have, I know out there, Nicole, out in Harrisburg area, you have a lot of dealers out your way. I think Clayton's out that way. Yep. You know, they're absolutely gorgeous. You know, the homes, the manufactured homes today. And it's perfect, you know, especially elderly people. We're seeing a lot more elderly people go into their, you know, single living, single, um, level living, you know, everybody, either they retire, we're seeing more manufactured homes used for seasonal homes. We're able to do them in multiple states. We're able to do coastal mobile homes on some occasions. We are, um, you know, modulars, they're also fine. Um, We are actually able, another area that is increasing are permanently parked travel trailers. So if you have a, especially this time of year, everybody's opening their camps. So if you have a fifth wheel or a, even on the occasion on a motor home, it's permanently parked at a campsite, we can rate that as a seasonal home. So giving you better coverage. And then of course, with the, in the lines of the manufactured home, our is the homeowner's market. Um, that is something that is really taking off. Way back when, years ago, when I first started, that people came to us for homeowners with problems. And we, we still deal with that. You know, multiple claims, um, builder's risk, you know, things that are, you know, are kind of shabby, you know, um, no liability type of situations. 
But we also have admitted markets and it's really taking off that we are able to write those homes. If you don't want to jeopardize your in-home contract, like say with Erie or Nationwide, you don't know this person off the street. We're able to write that and give you very competitive pricing. Or if it's a situation that they don't qualify for your in-home market, you know, we can put you in a very, very competitive market with the same competitive coverages such as service line, water backup, things like that. We also have two high value markets, AIG and Chubb. And um, man, those are nice to work on. Carrie, Carrie Bush is our guru underwriter on that. And I go down these rabbit holes looking at pictures of these homes that are just like, wow, you know, so it's just amazing. So uh, two, two good uh, high value companies. Yeah. And you guys are doing a lot more dwelling fire and vacants as well. We are vacants. Uh, America Modern has a really good vacant program. What is nice about that program is you can switch it to a rental if you don't have to rewrite the policy, which is awesome. That's more renewal retention for uh, the retail agent. You can also schedule up to, I believe, 11 uh, locations on one dwelling fire. So, you know, you don't have to have these multiple if you have, you know, real estate investor, that type of thing. Right. Yeah. And we've always been well with motorsports because, you know, we've got some history with motorcycles here. So yes. that's an area. I look for our motorcycles to be on a boom this year because of the gas prices, you know, yeah. people going to a motorcycle fuel efficient. But along with that is surprisingly our electric bikes. Those are becoming more popular and we can do those. We can do golf carts on a motorsport product and we can also do uh, the e-bikes. So it's, it's, you know, minimum premiums, $80, um, you know, can get up to $300,000 liabilities. So it's pretty cool. That's awesome. Now, the one thing I really wanted to, to talk with you about, and we've spread some awareness about this, but you know, your dog liability product is really unique it's new. It, it's, it's really going well. You want to share a little bit about the details on that? Yeah. So our dog liability is through Lloyd's of London. And so if you have, you know, dogs that like people, you never know what they're going to do. So it's liability just for the dog. So if your dog does bite somebody, there's coverage for that. If your homeowners excludes that dog, there's live, there's coverage for it. The type of the dog is what changes the premium. So the area and the type of the dog. So of course, if you have the, a little toy cup poodle, that is not going to be rated the same as a German Shepherd. But what's nice about that is you can have multiple dogs on one policy. You can, um, service dogs are included on this. Um, so we had a search and rescue dog so that qualified for the program. Um, They do not, you do not have to have a fence for the um, animal. And there's also something called off the leash coverage. So if you are walking your dog and it goes running and, you know, sometimes it's, it's not always the dog's fault. You know, I, I, it's the person. So if your dog goes running and the person's aggressive, 
towards the dog and it happens that the dog bites them, there's um, coverage for that. So it just doesn't have to be in your home. So there's coverage if you're walking or it gets off the leash or whatever. So, and that's also direct bill. So yeah, everything in personal lines is direct bill. So very good. So a couple things, what, what kind of advice do you want to share with personal lines agents when they're working with us here at Toscano? What, what, what advice would you have for them? Uh, probably to that, again, we are not just your average surplus lines go to, you know, we have those emitted markets out there and we have a variety of markets from homeowners on your, your, you know, your basic homeowner to your mega yacht. Carrie just had a $2 million yacht, I believe. Uh, you know, we can write it. It's not, you know, maybe you use us in, in the past and we are very limited. And now, you know, how many states are we in now, Nicole? 22. 22 states <laughs> where, you know, I, when I started 33 years ago, we had PA. That's all we had. You right. know, so think of us again. We do not like to say no to a product. I, you know, and again, it's not just your hard to place stuff, your average person, your average um, type of home, type of dwelling, uh, the rates are very competitive and um, they'll surprise you. They will surprise you. No, definitely. And the coolest thing that I love, and this is all teams here at Toscano, but especially personal lines, call them. They will talk to you about any risk. They will give you an idea as to whether or not it makes sense to send it in. You know, your team is really good about that, Nadine. That is something that you do not, and I don't want to say that you should never leave a voicemail because, you know, we do have meetings. We do go to lunch, believe it or not. But if you are working with Judy or you're always working with Judy and you have a question, you know, Carrie is willing to help you out. Her, uh, you know, Judy's assistant, Alana, she probably knows what's going on with that account that you, you know, and mm-hmm. I get it. Nobody wants to get in voice, you know, to be left in voicemail. We're very, we have standards on that voicemail. So that's one thing. If you're not getting your voicemail returned that day, please tell me because, you know, that is a standard that you will get a voicemail returned. Um, yeah. we, are, we are done at 430, so, <laughs> um, not 530, but um yeah, anyone can help you. And, you know, so if you do not feel comfortable with voicemail, you are not, you don't like voicemail, please just get transferred to another person. It's simple as pressing three and anyone in the team can help you. Yeah. Nadine, thanks for taking the time to talk Thank with me you. today. I really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. So, you have a great day. And I'm on the roll.